Welcome to the In the Great Wide Somewhere podcast, where we share stories of faith, hope, miracles, and more through people living life on mission. I'm Talia, wife, mom, and field coordinator for Missionary Ventures International, and I'm inviting you to join my family as we pack our bags and move abroad from sunny Florida to the UK. So grab your wellies, that's green boots, and join me on this adventurous life of faith in the Great Wide Somewhere. Hello and welcome to In the Great Wide Somewhere. And today I am in Fredericksburg, Virginia. This is Talia, your host. And today's episode is sponsored by Impact Church Fredericksburg. And I'm sitting with Pastor Brandon and Ellen of Impact Church Fredericksburg. Hey, what's going on, Talia? Oh, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having us on. We are so excited yeah. uh, to get to be here with you. It's so neat to be in Fredericksburg with you guys. Yeah, I know. This is so amazing because you guys were here and then you weren't and now you're here again. <laughs> and now it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> so it, yeah, it's amazing. I can't believe uh, you guys are here and uh, Keith is like... Uh, He's a babysitter. He's super dad. Yeah, he's he's being (laughs) super dad dad right now. He he is. Yes. Okay, so you guys are good friends of ours, but for those who are listening, give us like a 60-second, who are Brandon and Ellen? Well, I'll I'll start. Um, So I am a uh, church planter and pastor. Uh, We're planting our second church right now. Um, And I'm originally from Mississippi, but moved to Virginia, and I've been in the... Northern Virginia, D.C. area for almost 12 years now. Yep. I'm Ellen. Um, I grew up in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia. Went to college there, moved up here um, for a job, and the Lord changed my heart massively and called me into missions. Um, and at the same time, I met Brandon, and we fell in love and decided <laughs> to be missionaries together. And here we are in Fredericksburg planting our second church. Yes. And you guys have three beautiful children. We do. Oh yeah. Those guys. <laughs> yeah, we do. I forgot because uh, I haven't seen them in like five minutes because now they're with Mr. Keith. Yes. Uh, yeah. Zeke, Zoe, and Evie. So it's almost like we have our own Disney special uh, show. Sounds like it. You do. That's so great. Yeah, oh, I know. I love that. You know. Um, Zeke is uh, I don't six, know, six right six, now yeah. and Zoe is three or four and uh, Evie, <laughs> Evie's, uh, she'll be too soon. They've been around for a while, you know, they just, they're still here. <laughs> and we have a dog. Yes. Yeah, Chipper. Chipper Jones. Yeah, he was around first. Yes. Named after the great Chipper Jones. Yes. One thing you'll learn maybe in this episode is that Pastor Brandon's a big baseball fan. Love baseball. Yeah. That was their uh, coming back gift to me was a book about baseball. Yes, Aww. we did. We gifted him a book about baseball stadiums or something. Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> America's sport. Yeah. <laughs> did I mention I'm an international missionary? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So tell me, why church planting? This is your second pl- church plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, this is a significant calling on your life, but like what led to this and why church planting? Well, that's a good question. Um, I get asked that a lot actually. Um, and there's a, there's a, I guess a practical and a spiritual. I mean, the bottom line is, uh, we're not, I don't necessarily feel called to be a church planter. I feel called to make disciples. 
That's the Great Commission. I'm trying to fulfill the Great Commission and make disciples. Church planting just happens to be the way I think I can best fulfill that mission. So it's like playing my little part in the sandbox of the kingdom, right? Okay. And, uh, and so uh, really it's not about planting more churches to me. It's about making more disciples. And church planting is just an effective way that uh, we can do that. Um, and, and I guess a more spiritual reason is because we need more churches. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we pray all the time, right? Lord, send a great revival, send mm-hmm. a great awakening, especially in North America where all these churches are always praying, Lord, revive us. The bottom line is we, if he does it, we don't have enough churches to, yes. to put everybody. <laughs> yeah. And if we're expectant of that, then we better be prepared. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. so what's the history be- behind your church planting experience? Cause I really, I mean, I've said this a few times, but like this is your second church plant. So like, tell mm-hmm. me how you got from God's calling us to church planting as newlyweds, right? Mm-hmm. To here, three children, second church plant. Like, what is that story? Yeah. Well, I guess, uh, it started when I looked at Ellen uh, and said, hey, uh, girl, um, I want to marry you. <laughs> and God's calling me to plant churches. Amen. And she said, good for you. That's what she said. I said, let's sit down first. Yeah, let's. Conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, we both were feeling called um, to do more um, um, and to make disciples. And um, Brandon was... Um, feeling called to church plant and I was feeling called I'm very relational and I I definitely believe that the local church is God's plan to make disciples Um, and when you make a disciple you need somewhere to bring them um, for them to grow and develop and then make more disciples and so um, our yeah we just realized that this was something God was calling us to do together and so we got married um, on December 18th 2011 and we're sent out to plant a church, and we started that whole process in January. On the same day, which is kind of a cool story, because uh, we um, got married. We were just going to, I mean, we knew God was calling us to get married, so we had a shorter dating and engagement yeah. time. And we got married because we loved each other, and also because God had revealed to us we were supposed to serve Him together. And serving Him was accelerating. And so uh, so we got married. Um, and the church I was working at, serving at as pastor at the time, was like, well, you can't just go elope. Like, and so they gifted us a wedding. Uh, they wow. gave us our wedding. They threw it all together, you know, like in a month's notice. And, wow. um, and then the, we did it on a Sunday morning. The first half of the church service was our wedding. The second half was our commissioning service. So we were literally commissioned as missionaries at the same time that we were married. Like in the uh, same service. Yeah. So we've literally never known a life other than uh, planting churches together and wow. serving together. That is so special. Yeah. So we so we did. We went on our honeymoon, celebrated Christmas, came back home, and uh, Ellen went to work, and I was unemployed. <laughs> and just figuring out how to uh, plant a church in you know, the DC area. So in God's grace, we did. And we, mm-hmm. uh, it, and it's all by God's grace. Cause I broke every rule in the book, Talia, oh like every, I broke every rule that you could. And God still planted a church there, but we believe that disciples make disciples yes. and churches plant churches. That's great. And so you're, once you get a church, that's not, it's, you're not done. Right. It's not like, okay, over, we've got a group of people that are gathering together on yeah. Sundays. Now, uh, we believe that that church then needs to make more disciples and then start other churches yes. where there is a need. 
And so uh, that's what they did. Um, that's what we did. And then uh, we kept trying to send other people out and it just wasn't working. And finally God was like, well, hey, you're dumb. I want you to go, wow. I'm calling you. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and he happened to do that during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so it all was kind of crazy, but we actually multiplied Impact Church in Fairfax during 2020, uh, during the pandemic. And we were able to sell our house, move, get our kids situated and begin to gather a launch team all within the course of like two months. Wow. And we transitioned leadership of the other church. So now it's flourishing uh, under someone else's uh, leadership. Yes. And I'll just say, having seen that, it was a very smooth transition from, from somebody who attended the church. <laughs> like it, it's so neat to be able to see Impact Church Fredericksburg and Impact Church in D.C., just both flourishing now. Yeah. Like that must be, yeah. That it's a must miracle. be really special for you guys. It's yeah. a miracle. Yeah. That's awesome. So you were in D.C., so so the nation's capital, mm -hmm. Northern Virginia, um, and now you're in Fredericksburg, which for those listening, that's a little bit closer to Richmond. Mm -hmm. um, what made you guys make the jump down here? Yeah, so Fredericksburg is actually the midpoint between D.C. and Richmond. Okay. And so it has people who work in the nation's capital and the state's capital. Um, so you're reaching a wide variety of people, um, a lot of government, a lot of... Um, state and, and federal government, but you're also reaching a diverse group of people. It has a lot of different cultures, yeah. um, especially cultures that are newly moving here. Okay. Um, so there are new transplants to Fredericksburg, and a lot of refugees are here yeah. um, from Afghanistan. And so we, we saw the doors opening in Fredericksburg. We prayed about it. The doors kept opening in Fredericksburg, and once we said yes, it felt like everything fell into place very, very quickly. Yes, yes, very, very quickly. Yeah, and Fre Fredericksburg, um, I mean, it's still a suburb of Washington, D.C. It's on the outskirts, yeah. but, uh, but you know, it, in the last 10 years, 150,000 people have moved here. And in the next 10 years, another 150,000 people are moving here. Wow. So in 20 years, it's going to go from kind of a small town, we wanted to get out of the big city, to now part of the big, I mean, when you have 300,000 people yes. from all over the world, yes. uh, you're no longer a small little rural town. Yeah. And uh, and so I call it the mermaid principle. We okay. want to be where the people are. You know, Ariel. I love it. So many it? Disney. Yes, the yeah. podcast in the great wide somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, and so uh, we just call it the mermaid principle. We want to be where the people are. We want to saturate the D.C. area okay. with churches. Yes. Because we want to make disciples. Okay. Not because we need, you know, we do need more churches, but not just because of that. Okay. We're trying to make disciples all throughout our nation's capital mm -hmm. because out of 197 countries, yeah. we have found 194 of them in the D.C. area. Goodness gracious. Like, what a, what a story and testament to living on mission right here like mm -hmm. maybe god hasn't called somebody who's listening to this to go overseas or sell everything and move to africa but what an opportunity right here yes. to reach yeah. the nations yeah 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 people don't know this uh this just happened this weekend it's okay if i can tell it you can edit it out later if you don't <laughs> like it but uh but so right now um depending on when you're listening to this uh our nation just went through a crazy time in afghanistan of pulling out of afghanistan mm -hmm. and as a result uh tens of thousands of refugees have come into our country yeah. and uh, about five thousand of them are being held not held but are uh, uh living uh at a military base here mm -hmm. yeah, in the processed. fredericksburg area being mm -hmm. processed yeah and uh and so ellen and i recently went um just to go see them 
Did like, you? Yeah, yeah, just to love them. Can um, you speak to that at all? Like what yeah. that was like and what that process, like, can yeah. you tell us how, it, go ahead. So we were able to serve with the families. Okay. Um, so we were able to have some conversations just saying hi to parents. Um, some One particular mother had just arrived there that day. Um, we were able to play with a lot of kids. Um, a lot of kids. A lot of kids. Wow. Um, they, and you're talking these families just got off a plane some to of a them new country. within the past 24 hours. Wow. Yeah. Tired, mm-hmm. exhausted. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But having, I mean, they're, they're there, they're waiting, they're hopeful. There, There is an air of like, all right, well, we're here and we're like, they're going to their new home. Um, and so, you know, you and see you, people you, there. Oh, go ahead. You, well, you should have seen them like uh, as soon as Ellen walked in the door kids just ran up to her oh, to hug her. They'd yeah. never even met her before. Yeah. Oh, wow. But they just wanted to see a friendly face because they're on a military base and mom and dad are taking English classes or learning how to find jobs or yes. fill out job applications. Mm-hmm. And the children are just roaming the camp, uh, right. roaming the base. Yeah. And so, um, so we were able to just go play with them, watch a movie with them, color oh, wow. with them. Uh, you know, and just just be be present. Wow, they're so them. hungry for connection, and yeah, they are. That's amazing. Yeah, well, because we know by doing overseas missions that like people are thirsty for the gospel, yes. and so to to bring those thirsty people here, yes, is yeah, that's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. Um, okay, so we're talking missions. Let's talk more missions. Like mm-hmm. you guys are clearly reaching the nations right here in Fredericksburg, but your church has always been embedded with international missions mm-hmm. you that has always been a, a heart from the beginning of impact mm-hmm. church right right yeah part of it um uh, comes from well <laughs> i mean it's just the great commission so you you can't say i want to make disciples mm-hmm. and then not feel a call to every person on the planet right because the great commission the context of it is of all nations mm-hmm. So, so you don't get to just make disciples in your little cul-de-sac. Mm-hmm. Now you can, and you should, right. <laughs> but God's also going to open up doors uh, for the nations, whether uh, we go to them or he brings them to us. Or in um, your case, both. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Seems, yeah. So we just knew from day one, when you plant a church, Talia, they tell you, build into the beginning what you want to see okay. at the end. Okay. So when you're, you know, what you want to see happen five, ten years from now, even though you may not have the people, the resources, the time, the, you know, you have a vision. So start doing it now, yeah. even if it's not perfect, even if it doesn't look the way other churches or bigger churches would do it, yeah. start it. Okay. Because the longer you wait, it never gets done. Wow. And that happens in our lives all the yeah. time, right? We yeah. keep saying we're going to do something, and then eventually it just gets shoved under the rug. <laughs> Distractions. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And so uh, so we just said from day one, so our church, uh, we were still starting a church. I think we were two years in, mm-hmm. and we helped start a church in Montreal, Canada. Yeah. Yes, that's And so cool. uh, that was our first step because it was a 10-hour drive, wow. but you still had to have a passport to get in. So it was our first taste. And when you plant a church, we had a lot. We didn't have people who'd been all over the world. Yeah. We had people who were unchurched, okay. new to church, just got saved in the last year. Wow. So these aren't people that, you know, just knew this. So. Yeah. Uh, we did that. We've uh, gone to Europe, yeah. uh, worked with refugees in Greece. Uh, we just got done sending uh, a full-time missionary to Kenya yes. uh, to work in an orphanage. Uh, we've sent teams to Nepal. Uh, we have sent a full-time missionary to Tunisia yes. uh, to work uh, with uh, the people there. Uh, we helped start churches in India, uh, help 
Uh, we're trying to help start a church for North Korean defectors in uh, South Korea right now. Wow. So, uh, yeah, and it just happened because we said yes. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, for those listening, like, they're thinking, like, wow, you've done so much. And this is really just within the last decade, if not sooner. Eight years, right. yeah. Eight years, right. yes. I mean, that yeah. is... That's incredible that you, because you said yes to God, he showed up. Like he yeah, said, absolutely. he showed up and it sounds like in excess too. Yeah, so. because he just, he says, go make disciples of all the nations. Right. So when you start to do that, it, the, the end part, verse 20 of the Great Commission says, and I will be with you always, mm, yes. even to the end of the age. Mm-hmm. But that I will be with you always comes with as you're making disciples. Okay. So Not when you're done. Right. Not before you get started. <laughs> right. It's just, if you want Jesus to be with you, Go make disciples. That's so good. Such an encouragement. Thank you. Okay, so let's say somebody is listening to this and they're thinking, wow, okay, maybe church planting's for me. Mm. Or somebody is listening and they are just really touched by the fact that you got to get in and you are serving these refugees and these just the people coming into our nation and they want to get involved. Mm -hmm. Can you give those two different people groups some encouragement? Well, I'll give you some practical things. I'll let Ellen speak um, because she's had a front row seat to this journey. Everything we do, we do together. Um, Mm -hmm. I I would say, um, first of all, pray and ask God, God, is this me? That's what I was going to say. It's like we're the same (laughs) person. Man. Uh, You know, God, is is this me? Like, uh, and and then you'll know because Mm -hmm. sometimes he's just waiting for you to ask. Like, you already know the answer is yes, but he's waiting for you to Mm -hmm. verbalize it and ask. And you'll feel a weight come off your shoulders. Uh, the next thing you'll want to do is go process it with someone who's discipling you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have someone discipling you, uh, go talk to your pastor or go find someone who you just think is one or two steps ahead of you okay. in your walk with Jesus and go tell them, I think this is me. I think I should be doing this and see what they say. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if they affirm it, then go to the next level okay. <laughs> and, uh, and actually uh, start doing it. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. don't wait until... Oh, I got hired by an organization, or I got some funding, or I raised enough money. Just start doing it. Yes. Because the goal isn't to plant a church. The goal is to make disciples. Yes. But you can't make disciples and not plant a church. Yes. And can I just interject? Yeah. I mean, personally, the Hembrys have done that for Keith and I, too. And I I remember you said to us, well, did God call you over there? Yes. Well, then you're going with or without an organization, with or without being 110% funded. Mm -hmm. And while those things are responsible, and we're not saying just like, you know, fly the coop or anything, but but in those conversations with wise counsel, if God has affirmed those things, then just go. Just say yes. And like you just explained, and I'm sure those listening can also say, like, when you've said yes to God, Mm -hmm. a lot of it does start to, like, God just starts to show up. Yeah, so, let's go. Yeah. And that that's sometimes uh, we keep waiting for God to show up, and he's waiting for us to take do yeah. our part. Yes, mm-hmm. to make because, the disciples, I'm with you. Yeah, because yeah. he's already showed up. Mm-hmm. He's already told us what to do. He's already called us, and he's already put a gifting in us. Yeah. So, like, he's just waiting for us to to make the first move, and then, boom, all of a sudden you're like, wow, this is what it means that he'll be with us always. Yes. Okay, so, Ellen, tell me just back in reference to you guys visiting the, I, I mean, I don't want to call it a, the 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 military base that you visited because not only have you done that but i know that you've been such a presence in this community even being new to the community Mm -hmm. you've been meeting moms and um other women who are new here just Mm -hmm. tell me what i mean part of it is just how god has gifted you and who you are but like (laughs) what what are some practical steps that people can do to 
Yeah, I think the first thing is just to be available. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, especially in our American culture, it's very easy to fill up our schedule with things that um, are perhaps even self-serving. Mm-hmm. And I think to have margin built into our lives is important to have um, the flexibility to say, you know what, I can go to the park with you today because I was leaving this space for whatever the Lord wanted with it. Um, And so I think uh, COVID taught us a lot about (laughs) the need for relationships. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that, um, you know, as we go back into kind of coming out of COVID, you know, that's something I really learned, like build that space when um when you when you have margin the lord will use it and so and i also think like um look at your kids and see them as missionaries too Mm -hmm. and so don't just um don't just take your kids um to church but expect the lord to use their little lives for his glory as well Mm -hmm. um and so don't 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 shelter them from maybe like going to the park and perhaps if they have a bad experience like that that is something that the lord can use and um using um, those opportunities that come with having children for the Lord's glory. Yeah, that's great. Um, Okay, so we've talked a lot about church planning and missions. I just want to hear on a real level, like, can you share a challenge with me, whether it be in relation to church planning or serving the nations right here or overseas, or even just being in ministry as as a couple? Like, what is something that has been a challenge that God has helped you overcome? And then on the other side of that, share with me, a victory or a story of a life that you've seen changed because of this? Well, I mean, the challenge is really easy to find. Um, uh, the biggest challenge, Talia, is it's hard. <laughs> it is yeah, hard. I was going to say discouragement. Very mm-hmm. easy to get discouraged. Yeah, it's just hard. Yeah. But it's not church planting, and it's not being an overseas missionary. Mm-hmm. Just serving Jesus is hard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and you know what, I'll take it a step back. It just following Jesus is hard, yeah. you know? And, uh, and so the, the biggest thing is it's hard. And, and, uh, and I would say even just cultural expectations, mm-hmm. like, you know, I feel like if you, someone were to walk into our church, like I'm really excited about it. Like I see people come in who were not going to church before, mm-hmm. who lives are being changed and things are happening. And there's this little church here worshiping that <laughs> wasn't there a year ago. Like what a miracle. And, uh, and other people may come in and go, hey, are you okay? What a failure, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, there were only 50 people there. There was only this or that, you know? And, um, and so I think just really managing other people's expectations Mm -hmm. and it's like well when I read the Bible like I see that you know uh, (laughs) our expectations sometimes culturally are very different than they are they should be biblically yes and uh, and so I think just managing expectations has been uh, a really big challenge and just dealing with the uh, the discouragement and and just but I want to encourage too that it's just hard so if you're if you are serving the Lord even if you're just following him and you're just trying to keep up, uh, sometimes it's helpful just to hear that it is hard. Yes. <laughs> you're not by yourself. Like yeah. you're not doing something wrong. Yes. Uh, you're not the odd one out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is hard. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it wasn't, why would he say he'd be with us? Yeah. You know, we wouldn't need him. If right. it wasn't hard, we'd just do it. <laughs> and uh, and so that's that's that. But I'll share a victory. I'll let Ellen share one. I. I think, uh, well, for one, Ellen's been a huge uh, blessing because I call her the playground apostle. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Because uh, 
I we can't take her anywhere because she goes to playground. She's got all of these, uh, you know, uh, people that she's met, and it's not. She's not trying to get them to our church. Mm-hmm. She's literally just. Uh, sometimes she'll just say, "Well, would you like to read the Bible together?" Mm-hmm. And there's people that she's reading the Bible with on a Bible app mm-hmm. that she's only seen in person once or twice. Oh wow! But she's helping to disciple them and teach them to read the Bible mm-hmm. because we're not here to build a big church. We are here to make disciples. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and so I think Ellen's been a big celebration. We we have a um, family in our church right now. They're a military family and just really uh, struggling. And uh, and they came in the middle of COVID. It was really hard to find a church. Okay. Churches shut down. I mean, that's happening all over the world right mm-hmm. now. Uh, you know, churches shut down. Nobody was sure what was happening. And then um, they moved to the area and started visiting a few churches. And then COVID shut everything down. Mm-hmm. And now they feel like we don't have a place. So mm-hmm. they've been living in a city like D.C., for three years with no friends, no community, no support system, can't find a church, trying to catch services online when they can. And uh, and we were just hanging out this past week, and she literally looked uh, at us and said, thank you for planting this church. Oh, wow. um, we've been praying for three years for this. Wow. And uh, so I had to apologize for it taking three years <laughs> to get to, to, for me to be obedient. But um, But I just think you never know. Um, the people that are waiting on your step of obedience to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest challenges um, is finding community and then defining community. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think we're quick to think that community is people our own age in our own phase of life. And when you're church planning, sometimes they don't come to your church. (laughs) And so community is who God gives you um, and finding joy in that. And so I think a victory is seeing so many different generations in our new little church that are loving each other, that are caring for each other, you know, um, like senior citizens that are taking care of like young moms, figuring Mm -hmm. it out, like just these types of, of relationships that are very real and authentic and could not have happened if they had been at like a park. Yes. Like, you know, they only can happen within the context of a church. Yes. And that's, um, that's been really neat. And that's been a huge lesson in my life, like planting our first church and now our second church, like knowing, hey, I'm not looking for just people that look like me, act like me, are in my phase of life. I'm looking for anybody. And, like, the Lord can use anybody to be my friend and wow. for me to be their friend. Ellen, you are just such an encouragement. I think that is so – I mean, that I mean that right there is an example of worldview and culture right mm-hmm. here in itself. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not looking for somebody that looks like me. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for whoever the Lord brings me. That's and right. I think that we – I mean, even as you say that, I'm like, okay, I think that's what I do. I look for people who look like me mm-hmm. with a three-year-old and an eight-month-old. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're friends, you know? And, I mean, yes, that would work, but – Gosh, what what joy and abundance we could be missing out on because we're not, mm-hmm. yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Love the church you have, not the church you want. Mm, amen. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay, so is there anything else that you want people to know about Impact Church Fredericksburg, how they can partner with you, how they can pray for you? Mm. Well, thanks so much for asking that question. Yeah, thank um, you. I feel like the tables are turned a little bit. <laughs> I just, just asked that for you guys. Yes. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, well, you can look us up online, uh, impactfxbg.church. 
Um, and, and obviously we're a brand new church, um, and you church plant for about four or five years. Church planting is not just till you launch a worship service. Mm -hmm. You're not launching a worship service. You're launching a church and, uh, that takes a while. So, uh, so yeah, just definitely, um, you know, if you ever feel led to give, but if you ever know anyone, like if you're listening to this in Texas and you just know someone who just moved to the DC area mm. and they might be looking for a church, well, we now have two church plants, one in Fairfax, Virginia, one in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Mm. And, um, and so just connecting, if you know anyone around that's looking for a church, we'd love to connect with them yes. and just build relationship, give them biblical community and family. This can be a really hard place to live mm -hmm. uh, if you don't have a church. Yeah. And so uh, and so we'd love to, to do that and, uh, and then pray for us. Pray that the Great Commission will be fulfilled in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. Pray for the 194 nations that are represented here. I'm sure the other three are here. We just <laughs> didn't find them in that study. And so pray that we'll reach the nations and then they'll be able to go back and reach their nations. And the gospel will spread and multiply like a, a rushing river. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, please pray for that. Yeah. Um, and I think, too, we all know a lot of unsaved people at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, we've been here for a year now, mm -hmm. and we have built relationships with people that are not believers yet, but they're close. Yes. And so if you could pray that the Lord starts bringing salvation, because mm -hmm. um, we're ready to see it. Yes. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, amen. That's exciting. Okay, impactchurchfxbg.church. Yes. Impactfxbg.church. Impactfxbg.church. <laughs> I got it wrong. That's good. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. Good thing we have Brandon here. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find them also on social media. Mm -hmm. Yep, Facebook, Instagram. We don't do the Twitter thing, but uh, and YouTube. And so YouTube, okay. All the handles are impactfxbg. Awesome. Well, the Hembrees, Brandon and Ellen, thank you guys so much for being here today. Thank you. Yes. Thanks, Talia. Love and, you guys. Yes, and I will see you guys next time from somewhere in the great wide. Did you know you can follow our journey even closer on social media? Find me, Talia Comer, on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to partner with us in all the work that God is doing across the UK and Europe through Missionary Ventures, you can join us by going to mvi.org slash Comer, C-O-M-E-R.